Welcome everyone to episode 14 of Ohio Unsolved. I'm your host Matthew, and today's episode is all about ghosts. I have a few pretty good ghost stories from hospitals to a haunted house, so let's just get on with the stories. So sit back, make sure to lock your doors and windows, and get ready for Ohio Unsolved. first two stories that I have for you come from the same person from a hospital that they work in. All the stories take place somewhere in Ohio, although no exact location is given for the stories. I will be reading from the author's perspective. I work as a medical secretary in the hospital in my town. I've been there for a year now. I'm going to share a few scary experiences with you that I've had so far in my career. First of all, I have to say that I was very skeptical taking this position because visiting this hospital's ER as a patient in the past, I have had some very eerie feelings. You know the kind of feelings when you're alone, but you sense others around you, or when you feel like you're being watched. Well, this is how I felt every time I came in there, even as a child. I was offered the position. After careful consideration, I accepted it. The offer was just too good to refuse. The school that I had graduated from sent out resumes for all the graduates to all the local facilities that were hiring, and the hospital was offering me an exceptional salary and benefits package. Anyway, let's get on with my story. My first few weeks on the job, I was in orientation. All was going pretty well. I was working day shift, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on the 10th floor which is in the respiratory care unit. I started making friends with all the nurses and other staff. Things were going great. There were no scary feelings, or maybe I just didn't have time to feel them at that point. Well, after four weeks of orientation, I was put on second shift, 3 to 11 p.m. This is when the freaky stuff started to occur. One night, I got on the elevator by myself, as usual for my first break of the evening. I'm a smoker, so I usually take my breaks outside. I pushed in the button to take me to the first floor and the doors closed. The computerized voice system said, going down. I then heard the voice of an elderly woman and almost a whisper say, six please. I lifted my head up to sort of look around, knowing I was the only one in there and it was just a normal reaction. All of a sudden, the elevator dings and the doors open up. 
In front of me sat a run-down old dusty nurse's station. I was on the sixth floor. I had not seen this floor before. The walls were torn down, and there were tools and things lying all over the place. This floor at the time was closed for renovations. I was kind of shaken at that point. I pushed the button for the first floor two or three more times hard, wanting the doors to shut quickly. As they began to shut, I heard the same woman's voice say, Thank you. The elevator then proceeded down to the first floor, and I got off. I went and sat on the benches directly across from them, almost in disbelief. At that point, my mind was running wild. I'm looking down both ends of the halls. This time at night, there are very few people in this area, mostly staff, and they are just randomly passing through. That little voice in my head kept saying, Did that really just happen? I sat there a minute longer and said a prayer. That comforts me. I went on outside, and that strange, eerie feeling stayed with me. On my way back in, I stopped at the security station in the ER and asked to be escorted back up to 10. It's a long, scary walk through those dim-lit hallways from one end of the hospital to the other. And there's a lot of different elevators, but they all go to different areas of the hospital, and of course, the ones I use daily are the furthest away. I made my way back upstairs. The charge nurse asked why I had security come with me. I felt a little stupid telling her my story, but it felt good to let it out. She said that I shouldn't feel crazy about experiencing that because she had been here for almost 20 years and that she has had even stranger things happen. She said that some people who work there say that they have not seen or heard anything out of the ordinary, but there are others who have insisted that they have seen and heard ghosts and spirits roaming through the halls and in the patients' rooms every time they work. It's not surprising to me that a hospital is haunted. The amount of death that takes place in there on a daily basis, I'm surprised that you don't hear about this kind of thing more often. Now, The second story that I have for you is from the same author at the very same hospital. I worked second shift for almost seven months. It was actually a terrible shift due to trying to have a life outside of work. 3 p.m. to 11 p.m., five days a week, was really taking a toll on my free time. So I asked about and accepted a third shift position. Three 12-hour shifts, 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. I knew that switching like that was going to be a lifestyle change, but with three days on and four days off, I was willing to try it out for a while. One night, again, I left to go outside for a smoke break. This time, it was almost midnight and I'd already had an awkward feeling since the beginning of the shift. I walked the 10th floor first to see if I could find a nurse or a tech to go out with me, but the ones who smoked seemed to have already taken their breaks or were just too busy with new patients to go out then. So again, by myself, I got in the elevator and headed to the first floor. The ride down was fine, nothing exciting seemed to happen. I walked the long, dark hallways, past the cafeteria and the gift shop. I made my way through the ER, headed toward the only night exit. As I started to pass the security station, the guard stopped me and asked, Where did the nurse you were walking with go? 
A little unsure by what he was asking, I told him that I had been alone since I left the tenth floor. Then he told me that on the security cameras he saw me exit the elevator with a nurse wearing a white dress and a small hat on her head. I said maybe that was someone else that got off the elevator close to the time I did, and he assured me that that was me that he saw, and he even pointed out how I stopped in front of the gift shop and looked into the window for a quick peek. A little surprised, I said, maybe she was a ghost nurse, and I let out a little chuckle. He laughed, thinking that I was joking, he said that he was only curious because he had not seen anyone dressed in clothes she was wearing before, and that as I entered the back way into the ER and then came into the waiting area, that he thought he would be able to see her in her attire in person. I sort of shrugged my shoulders and told him that I had indeed been by myself, and that I wished that I could have seen what he thought he saw. He motioned for me to come behind the booth, and he, in front of me, rewound the tape in the recorder and played it back for me from the time that I got off the elevator. On the tape, no nurse was present, but there was a slight glowing object of what appeared to be the shape of a slimly built human, and it stayed with me walking the same pace I walked through the trip. Even as I stopped at the gift shop, the man was freaking out, telling me that he knows what he saw and that the glowing object was the nurse, that she was walking with me right in its place. So I don't really know, but believing in what I do, I can't say that she wasn't there, and the glowing affirmation, if you will, was certainly there. I never feel like I'm alone in that hospital, but as long as there is no harm to me, I don't mind it too much. I think that I would have freaked out too if I was that security guard. Seeing someone with my own two eyes and then suddenly they're gone, I might have chickened out of that job pretty quick. Now our last story is about a good old-fashioned haunted house, and once again I will be reading from the author's perspective. As a child, I spent a lot of time at their house. At first, I didn't notice anything out of the ordinary because we were too busy being silly kids, playing together, and just having a good time. But one day, I overheard my mother and my aunt whispering in the kitchen. Jenny, I heard it again last night, but when I went upstairs, there was nothing there. My mother said, Louise, it's probably the trains rattling in the walls. I'm not so sure about that, my aunt said. Later that night, as Sally and I lay in bed, I felt my heart begin to race. I couldn't see very well in the dim night light she kept on her dresser, but I felt a cold chill and heard footsteps on the stairs. Sally was sound asleep, and I figured it was my aunt coming to check on us. Straining to see her peek into the room, my eyes tried to focus, and then I saw it. The door of the closet slowly opened, and there was no one there. I watched as a chair Sally had propped against the door slid on the cold linoleum floor. Just about that time, I could hear the whistle of the train as it approached the crossing and the house began to rock. But the closest door opened before the train went by. What had just happened? I shivered under the covers and tried not to wake Sally. 
she would think that I made the whole thing up. The next morning, I woke at daylight to find the door still standing open. I had to ask her about it, and when I did, I got the shock of my life. Yes, it did that all the time, and a lot more. My cousin said, not only that, but she felt that it was a woman. She had seen the shadow of her enter her room and come and stand by her bed. She trembled while she talked, but finally said, don't worry, I don't think it will hurt us. When I asked my mom about it, she said, things happen when you live where they do and to just forget about it. I did until one afternoon when my Uncle Dutch, Sally, her brother Sonny, and my brother Tim and I were all in the living room getting ready to watch a movie on TV. Suddenly, we heard footsteps overhead and a screeching on the floor. Whatever it was came from Sally's room. We all looked at each other and no one said a word. There was no train coming this time. Finally, my uncle said, I'll go up and have a look. He opened the door and walked up the stairs. We didn't want him to go. What if he didn't come back and we were alone in the house? We may have been kids, but we knew something wasn't right. He came back down pale and his eyes filled with disbelief. The closet door was standing wide open. It got worse after that. It seems a few days later, my aunt heard something upstairs and went up only to be knocked partway down the steps. Aunt Lou said that she just slipped, but we all knew better. Later, she said while attending to the scrape on her arm, something shoved her and she didn't see anyone. Things were just getting out of control. Then my cousin, Sonny, woke up during the night to see a woman dressed in what appeared to be a long flowing white dress walk past his bed and through the attic door. He accused Sally of playing a trick on him, but she said that she was asleep and she wouldn't do that to him. And besides, she didn't have a dress like that. No wonder they moved shortly after that. Unfortunately, whatever it was followed them to their new home in town. Whenever we went to visit, I usually ended up staying the weekend and watching Chili Billy, a TV show that featured scary movies, late on Saturday nights with Sally, her father, and two brothers. Aunt Lou and my cousin, Greg, usually went to bed early. We had to get up early for church the next morning, but no one wanted to go upstairs to bed especially after watching a horror movie. So we all slept downstairs on the floor in front of the TV. For some reason, nothing happened downstairs, and I was glad. I'll never forget the time my aunt walked into the living room and told us to be quiet on the stairs. We'd wake up Greg. We stared at her. No one had gone upstairs. There were other sounds, too, but no one could explain who or what was making them. After a while, Sally got really annoyed at their ghostly visitors and told them to go somewhere else, but they refused to leave. Years later, Sally told me that she went up to visit her mother and found things moved in her old bedroom, yet no one had been up there. My aunt, in failing health, slept downstairs. My aunt never did find the purple curtain tie back, and neither did Sally. 
The house by the tracks burnt down not too long after my cousin and her family moved out. When my aunt asked the people who bought the property and built another house if they noticed anything strange going on, they said yes they did. Trains no longer run past the house. I just hope that they have better luck there than Sally's family. That was one creepy story. I love a good, scary story that gives me goosebumps, and that one definitely did. One thing that I don't mention is that sometimes while recording these episodes, I'll sometimes hear a bump or a thud coming from somewhere in my house. Maybe it's just my imagination, maybe it's not, but it only seems to happen while I'm recording. Well, that's all that I have for you guys this week. This was just something that I'm trying out, not having a murder case in an episode. I don't want to just be a true crime podcast. I want to include all the creepy paranormal stuff, too. If you like what you hear, please rate and review on both Apple and Spotify. A five-star rating really helps others find this podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and come join the Facebook group. I'd love to get some people talking in the group, maybe sharing their own stories with each other over there. If you'd like to help support the show, come subscribe on Patreon, where there are three tiers to choose from. There's one bonus episode up already, and I'll have another one up in the next coming weeks. Next week will be another week off for the podcast. I'm going to take these breaks every seven episodes or so, just to try to catch up with all my research. Now once again, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, and with all that being said, make sure to keep your doors and windows locked, and stay ready for Ohio Unsolved.